Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Welcome to episode nine. That's 10 tips for emotional regulation. Hey, let's face it, we all get frazzled in life. There are things that really throw us off and get our heart pumping really fast. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to get back on our feet and get back to that equilibrium. It's part of being a human being. That's what I'm going to talk about today, just how to keep yourselves emotionally regulated. Uh, that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be things that throw us off, but how do we try to get back on our feet and regain that stability as fast as possible? Now, it's important to start off and just say that there are different levels of emotional dysregulation, as we like to talk about. There's mild and moderate, which is mostly what's going to be talked about today. And then there's, of course, severe, which uh, the things that I say today will be helpful for that as well, but where severe might need some more outside help as well. So let's start with the facts. The bottom line is that emotions come and go, but they feel so strong. And evolutionary psychologists describe the fact that emotions are here in order to make us aware of things. Remember the word Emotion comes from the root of motion, which means movement. So our emotions are there to guide us and to create movements for us. And sometimes our emotions are very strong. Our feelings of love are strong and they push us and motivate us to do things that we wouldn't normally do. But on the other hand, emotions of hate or anger and frustration can be really strong and they could also push us to do things that we wouldn't normally do. So one of the general things for controlling our emotions is just being aware that this is all coming from the amygdala which where it's all starting from. The amygdala is our basically our alarm system. Um, it's kind of like our smoke detector. If there's an emergency, our amygdala is immediately uh, becomes aware of this. Even literally, bef- our emotions feel it before our brain even processes what's going on, which is on the one hand a good thing because if there's an emergency and there's a fire or danger, our body is already reacting before our brain even kicks in. Of course, the amygdala is part of our brain. What I mean is our logical brain, our conscious brain that's talking to us and talking through the situation with us. The amygdala is already mobilizing the entire body and making us work. So the alarm system is there and we're not going to shut it off. But what we can do is learn how to slow it down and differentiate between things that we need to react to versus things that, uh, as we'll see, can be regulated and controlled better. My quote for today is an anonymous one. And you ever notice how some of the best quotes are anonymous? I don't know why that is exactly, but um, this is the quote and it just really describes what I'm trying to uh, cover today. Emotions are temporary states of mind. Don't let them permanently destroy you. And that's really what emotional regulation is all about. So let's go through this list of 10 ways to help keep yourself emotionally regulated. And remember, this does not mean you're not going to get angry or upset or feel strong emotions. It just means that you're going to be better equipped to deal with them, which is what it's all about. And if you want to print out this list, you can visit us on mindyourmindonline.com. And uh, we've got plenty of really cool stuff there as well that'll help supplement this conversation and can be a quick reminder guide for you when you're working on this regulation. But pick out the things that work for you and give it a try. Let me know what happens. I love hearing from you. All right, number one, buy time and take a break. This is so important. The amygdala and the body and the heart, it takes a while for us to calm down after we're, you know, emotionally upset. And so it's really important for us to be able to take a break and say, listen, this conversation isn't working for me right now, or I don't have to react right now. I just need a few moments. So taking a break, if I could get you to take a 10-second break, I'm happy. 30-second break, one minute. Optimally, 
try to take a 10 minute break. There's a lot of studies that, that show that it could take 10 minutes for a person to calm down. And obviously, if it's a really big upset, it could take longer. So when we're feeling upset, take that break, call a timeout. You know, couples especially don't do this one. And, they, you know, relationships are so important. And so when a fight happens and people are hurt, there's this tendency to want to keep talking. But really, the best thing for everybody to be able to solve it is to literally take that break. And you'll see it makes such a difference. It's not to say the feelings aren't aren't valid. It's just that it's hard to react from a place of logic and reasonable uh, behavior when you're so agitated and so upset and so worked up by something. Number two, identify your needs. Meaning if you're upset um, or you're feeling very strong emotion, well, there's a reason for it. It's trying to tell you something. So the the best thing to do is to identify it. Les Greenberg uh, is a psychologist who I very much respect his work, one of the founders of emotion-focused therapy. So he talks about you can't leave a room until you arrive there first. So first identify where are you right now? And then once you do it, you can decide whether you want to stay or leave. Number three, call out what's going on. If you're, this is especially important for if you're in a conversation with someone that's that's triggering you. So call it out. Say this is what's this is what I'm getting upset about. This is what's pushing my buttons. That's a really important thing. But even if something happens that involves something that just agitates you and gets you upset, call it out. You know, I'm feeling really triggered right now because I'm running late. I'm feeling really triggered right now because I'm judging myself. Call it out. And again, there's so much value there in just identifying what is going on. Number four, break it down. So what I'm encouraging you to do is oftentimes we're overwhelmed by things that hit us all at the same time. So break it down. Okay, there's five things that I need to do today, and they're hitting me all at the same time, but they don't have to. I could just do one and then move on, and once I complete that, go to the second one. So break it down. Uh, There could be things in the conversation with uh, your boss or with your friend that are triggering you. Well, let's try to break it down. Okay, these are the things that are fine. They're not hurting me. They're okay. I, I even agree with them. And these are the two things that rub me the wrong way. So once you break it down, you can, again, identify the issues and deal with them. Number five is distract yourself. And again, some of these are, you know, interrelated and work out, to, you know, very well together. So it's part of buying time and taking a break. But it's more than that. It's actively doing something to distract yourself. So whether it means you're listening to music or taking a jog or a walk or um, watching something that's distracting to you, um, these are really important things that, again, give you time to relax and they also soothe you. Number six, choose the higher road. So, yeah, we're upset, but that doesn't mean that you can't exercise your free will and your ability to, and I know that might trigger some people when I say that word, but again, we all know that there's some control that we have sometimes, right? So choose a higher road if you can and say, you know what, I am upset and I do have a right to be vengeful or angry, but these things are usually going to be hurtful. So why don't, why, why don't I focus on what the most effective way to deal with this is? And yeah, it's very logical. It's very CBT, but hey, look, it's one of the 10. Give it a try. Number seven and eight are from Marsha Linham. She's the uh, founder of DBT therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy, which is amazing in helping with emotional regulation. So she loves to use acronyms. I, I think you know, she she does that so that they're just easy to remember in times of emergency, which is what a lot of DBT is for. So number seven is give, G-I-V-E. So when you're dealing with a relationship, you need to use these four ingredients, G-I-V-E, be gentle, be interested, validate, and be easy. Now, let me go through that. So gentle means talk gently. John Gottman calls it the, the uh, soft startup. When you're trying to come up with a solution, make sure that you're starting off on a very gentle plane. That makes a difference. It can determine the course of the rest of the conversation. Be interested. Be curious. It's not all about what you have to say. Validate the other person as well. 
So be interested in what they're saying. Hmm, okay, I hear you. That, that is interesting. That is important. And validate them. Yeah, that makes sense. I understand. And be easy. Smile. Have a positive attitude. And you're going to see that they'll hopefully respond in kind as well. But at least you'll be doing this for them and for yourself. Number eight is again from Marsha Linham, Dr. Marsha Linham. Um, and it's Dear Man. And this is her acronym for D-E-A-R-M-A-N. It's how to try to be objective in difficult times. And the acronym stands for Describe, Express, Assert, Reinforce, Mindful, Appear, and Negotiate. And let me go through it with you. So first of all, describe. Describe what's going on. This is These are the facts. This is what's going on. This is how I'm seeing it. Express. Express your need. Talk about what, what is your request. What are you actually asking for? A lot of times people are fighting. They don't even know what they need. Assert yourself. Don't just sit down. You're, it's not, that's not going to work. Make sure that you advocate for your own needs. Reinforce. So if, they are, if you see the other person is listening to you, then give them credit for that. Thank them for listening to you. Tell them it means a lot to you. Stay mindful. Again, this is what's going to keep you centered. Appear. So this is important. Be confident in what you're doing and feel good about what you're doing. Hey, I'm taking care of myself and doing what I need to be doing. And finally, the last one I think is the most important. Negotiate. Be willing to bend a little bit. You know, sometimes our emotions are telling us something, but once we start to calm down, we need to be able to negotiate and do what's best for both of us. Tip number nine is accept yourself while rising to the challenge. What does that mean? Well, that means that sometimes we're upset, we feel strong feelings, just accept yourself, you're normal, you're human, okay, that's important. Um, And once you do that, you could validate yourself and say, okay, you know, I have these strong feelings. Now, can I rise to the occasion? And can I uh, confront them and deal with them and uh, possibly help mitigate some of them? Doesn't mean that I'm not valid. It just means that there's a way that I would like to behave. And number 10, Finally, and I think this is an important one, if you're finding that you're still not able to get your emotions under control or if they're causing severe impairment in your life, work, relationships, then seek some outside help. There's a lot that can be done, and it's important to get some outside help. Sometimes we get stuck in our own head, especially with emotions. We feel so strongly and passionately that it's hard to see any other way, but often by talking to another objective person who could be very helpful to you, um, they could help you regulate. All right, some practical solutions. So I just want to go over some quick things that kind of summarize everything I talked about. Buy yourself time. I can't stress that enough. It's so important. The more time you buy, the more you calm down, and the more you could act in the way that you're not going to later regret. Okay, quarantine the issue. Don't exaggerate it. We have a tendency to be very black and white and think everything's all bad sometimes when we're you know, very agitated, but that's not going to help us. So really try your best to quarantine. This is the issue at hand, and let's see if we can deal with it. If we can't, let's quarantine it, and we'll deal with the other things. Learn from your past mistakes and learn from your past successes. I can't stress this enough. If you know that there's a dynamic in your relationship that whenever you start going a certain place, a certain discussion, a certain topic, a certain trigger words, um, that both of you become dysregulated or one of you becomes dysregulated, then stop doing that. Learn from your past mistakes. There's got to be a different way to do it. And how, how else should I do it? Learn from your past successes. Learn from the things that you did do that did work and that did help the relationship get back on its feet and help you calm yourself. All right, love to hear from you guys with questions. MindYourMindOnline.com. Ask, just click on Ask Joseph, and I look forward to hearing from you guys. I'm going to share one question today from Brittany in the UK. She says, Joe, I find myself having extreme mood swings daily and feel out of control to manage them. Will therapy help me? Well, Brittany, thanks for uh, reaching out. I hope that this podcast in itself, which is for you, for anyone you know who is struggling with emotions, which is all of us, um, I hope that'll start you off with somewhere. 
And uh, you're asking me about therapy. Well, you know, listen, I'm a therapist myself, and of course I'm pro, but I believe in therapy. I believe that it helps people. Just by talking to, to an outside person, we're able to get a whole different perspective. But here's the thing. When you're working with someone, whether it's a coach or a therapist, ask them about their experience. Ask them, you know, do they know how to do this? Do they have experience? Are they trained maybe in DBT, which is very helpful for this kind of thing? Or what type of training do they have? It doesn't have to only be DBT, just something that I'm a big fan of. Importantly, identify the behaviors that you're doing that are getting in the way. Identify the thoughts and the challenges that you have. It's easy to just say, hey, I'm not regulated. But, you know, identify what are these mood swings? What's going on then? What are you doing? And what's at stake? And that will help you set goals. That'll help you set goals of what you're hoping to accomplish. So hope that's helpful for you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's always great to be here. And don't forget to mind your mind. Take care. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.